Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do we have a lot to talk about or what? <laughs> it is the extra yard. I'm Alex Dono alongside former Miami Dolphins running back Troy Stratford. Troy, Dolphins are three and one. They lost for the first time. But did you get the same feeling I did? Like after seeing what happened to Tua and just like wondering if he was okay and, and right. following like the status updates because we were getting the news about him going to the hospital, ultimately getting clear from the hospital. Like you know, I'm a, I'm a Dolphin fan, but it's like after that terrible injury, like I wasn't really that concerned with the actual football being played on the field. Correct. Correct. And I think most fans are like that, where you see something so tragic happen in a football game. And whenever you have to see a stretcher being pulled out and they got to cart someone off, I don't know how the players continue to play the game. I really don't. Yeah. I fortunately... I've never been able to or play in a game and someone had to be carted off on a stretcher. So kudos to all the players that were out there, the fans, because, listen, as a football player, yeah, you, you want to hurt your opponent, but you don't want to hurt them where they're really hurt. And this was an unfortunate situation because it took away from the football game, which – we're not talking about the football game. We're talking about everything surrounding Tua and the doctors and NFL, the NFL PA changes are coming. And I knew that was going to happen. So we'll get into it throughout the show. You know, you can ask me questions about what do I think? You know, I don't think, you know, when you're a professional, Donald, no matter what you, what you do, no matter what industry is in, you take pride in what you do, correct? Yes. Oh, 100%. someone like a absolutely someone like a doctor who's going to put their reputation on a line to allow a player to go back out there and play. I just don't see that happen. So what I've been reading lately hey, is can, 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 can I can I stop you for one second because you asked yes, me yes. if I had any questions for you. My question is. Is it possible to get closer to your wireless router? Because I'm starting to lose you a little bit. I'm starting to lose uh, the connection a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's hope so. Otherwise, I'm going to move into the house. <laughs> you might have to move into the house. I'm sorry, because it's a beautiful view. It's a beautiful view, but you started you started to freeze on me intermittently. Okay. <laughs> All right. You let me know if it's good. All right, I will. It's it's it seems like it might be a little bit better. It's a little bit blurry, but okay. So I do want to I do want to ask you this question, Troy. Um, and I'm sorry to cut you off before, but you were, you were freezing up a oh, little that's bit. All right. That's all right. Um, so okay, when when you saw what happened to Tua, um, you know the 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 tackle, First the time. hit. Oh, you, well, well, let me go second time. Let me go second time. Okay. When you saw when you saw what happened to Tua in the Cincinnati game that led him to be carting off. Was your reaction like, you know, most of the people watching the game, the reaction was, 
this is the sequel to what happened to him on Sunday, that this wouldn't he wouldn't be in that precarious position where he was having the neurological response and the fencing position, that this is directly rated, related to what happened against the Bills. Was that the way you saw it? I got to go back to... I never suffered a, a, a major concussion in a football game. So personally, I, I'm, I'm talking from a personal standpoint. And so when it comes to what happened week two, I know you asked me about, I mean, what happened week one? I know you asked me about week two. But when he got up, I said, uh-oh, that's not good because he had lack of balance. Right. But as a professional doctor, and what the NFL has set up and what the NFL PA has set up. So they come to an agreement because there was major lawsuits that have been filed and paid over the years from how they used to treat players, former players back in the past. You would play with a concussion. You would go right back out there. And so when it comes to Tua and listening to all of the doctors over the last few days, they talk about how dangerous it is to suffer two concussions in a short period of time. Like, I didn't know that. And I mean, in my mind, I'm sitting there saying, okay, that makes sense, but I did not know that. But when you check out, when you clear doctor's orders and their checklist to see if you could go back into a game, coaches are very reluctant to not put you back into the game because you've been cleared by a doctor. And so everything in the way I understand it is to a clear the protocol of what has been in place. So a lot of people want to blame the Miami Dolphins with what went on. Oh, they wanted to get them back in the game. So they coached the doctor to put them back in that doesn't happen. I'm sorry. That doesn't happen. I think the neurologist or whoever checked him out, there had to be a scapegoat in this thing. You couldn't just continue to thing the ways they were. So he was the fall guy. And so he lost his job. But all of a sudden, the next day, I'm sitting there and I'm hearing that we may hear in the next, I don't know, three weeks to five weeks where there is a different system put in place where players who suffer a concussion will be allowed to play in that game in the next game and the game after that. So I do not put the Miami Dolphins on the hook for this. I just say that the system was broken. And so because the system was broken, unfortunately it takes a situation like this to happen, and unfortunately it happened to the Miami Dolphins and Tua, but it takes a situation like this to create change. By the way, somebody's asking you if you have an avocado tree out there. I do not. (laughs) By the way, I'm sorry to say... I'm sorry to say, I think I do need to. I do need you to go inside if you can, because okay, I think you're I'm gonna try and go inside. Right, so I'm, we're gonna move, or I'm gonna move on the go. Okay, we're, so we're gonna get we're gonna get the tour. We're, we're gonna get the Troy of uh, the tour of Casa Troy right there. And listen, I, I want to say I've been by pain- the way, I've been yeah. painting all morning because I love it. Storm doors put in. So let's see if we get better reception in here. Yeah, let's take a look. I can smell the paint from over here. No, I was kidding. <laughs> I just got out of the shower. It was all over my body. I was oh, like, oh, man. Did I paint the house? Or did I paint myself? <laughs> all right. I just got to grab a chair. Cool, cool. Oh, yeah. I think we're going to be in better shape in there. I, I hope it's not my connection. I'm, I'm assuming it's yours because you're outside. I hope it's not mine. <laughs> Maybe it's your connection. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Should... All right. By the way, any, anyone who's uh, who's in here watching us, by the way, make sure you use the live chat function here. Uh, you can chat with us. And, and if you are so kind, if you want to leave something in the tip jar, the super chat is open as well here on the extra yard on the Five Reasons Sports Network. 
Uh, I think you were you were spot on, by the way, about uh, the protocol. And I know that people a lot of people will not accept the fact that, you know, if you point the finger at anything, I think you point the finger in that the protocol is imperfect in protecting the optics. Right. Because clearly when you have what happened to Tua against the Buffalo Bills, where he had you know, trouble with his uh, his motor function after taking that hit, whether you believe it was a neck injury or a back injury or a head injury, you know, he had, they, they called it a back injury. You know, he had trouble holding himself up after that. Um, you know, it looked to people watching it on TV like it was a concussion. But then how do you expect Mike McDaniel? Because I've seen some people blaming the Dolphins head coach as if he's a, a trained doctor. I know that there have been so many trained doctors on Twitter the last several days you guys got your your medical degrees reading a whole lot of tweets like people were blaming mike mcdaniel like oh well how do you how do you put him back in that game and how do you play him uh on thursday night what's that yeah clear exactly exactly so what he's so what he's supposed to do as a coach be like yeah i don't care that they cleared him i'm just not going to play him right because listen the coach is managing the game so he has someone who is reporting to him so any player goes down outside of two, any player goes down, he goes to the training staff. If they need to call doctors, the doctors come in. Then they evaluate him. And then the game is still going on. Coach is still coaching. And then all of a sudden, coach will get someone that, in this case, they were in the locker room. So he had direct knowledge. But usually it's someone that will walk up to the coach and say, coach, he's all right. He's clear. He could go back into the game. Doctors are there because you have to save players from players. The example of like a boxer, you know, the the the, the corner man. He got to throw in the towel. That boxer wants to get off the stool. He wants to go out there for another round because that's how you are trained. You are trained as an athlete to continue to go out there and fight. Yeah. And the side note on this is I was asked the question after all of this took place. Are quarterbacks more susceptible to injuries? And my response was, I absolutely do not understand how quarterbacks play this game. And I'll tell you why. Why? Quarterbacks are not allowed to be touched. Ever. So all offseason, not touch. They get into a preseason game. They take precautions to try not to be sacked or you know, tackled or anything like that. And I always wonder how a quarterback could sit there and take no contact whatsoever for months from one season to the next season. And then you go back out there and you play a real game and all of a sudden, you know, you got people coming at you, you take a hit here or you take a hit there because you will see throughout a football game, there are guys with head-to-head contact all the time, right? Yep. You, you see it like a running back. Who takes more, I don't know, offensive lineman maybe, but a running back, he takes contact, hits to the head all the time but his body has been conditioned to take those kind of hits. And I, I always said, man, quarterbacks, how the heck do they do that? They're not hit ever. And then all of a sudden they get hit in a game and they take that somehow, somewhere. It's like a civilian person, someone who does not play football that gets into a car accident. You know, they're laid up for three, four, five months. And, you know, hopefully, you know, people are all right in car accidents. But football players go through a car accident almost every single play. So unless your body is conditioned to take that kind of contact and that impact, it's just kind of weird. So when it comes to quarterbacks, because I'm sitting there saying, hit number one, hit number two, Okay, I can see that, but that happens all the time to running backs, uh, offense alignment. It just happens. So we got a quarterback situation going on here as well. 
you know, uh, you know, we got a lot of questions coming in, by the way, on the live chat. 386 Finn asks, maybe a stupid question. Uh, there are no stupid questions here, especially no when you're asking a medical question to non-doctors. There are definitely no stupid questions. Uh, can a spinal injury be hidden on scans and images? Um, well, listen, I, I have had some back and neck issues, so I do, I do have an idea as to what spinal issues like herniated discs look like on on mris like you can only like you can only really read something like that properly on an mri um and there are certain scans where you can see potential concussions certain ones where you can't so it's like any type of scan you get gives you different information right x-rays are better for some things cts are better for some things mris are better for some things so yeah listen you, you need to do you need to do a full battery of tests right and when when they're looking for a head injury uh, obviously, they gave to a, a certain battery of tests after the hit that he took against the Bills to determine if he had a concussion. They determined he didn't have a concussion. So uh, I would find it very unlikely. I'm not exactly sure what you're asking there, but if you're asking us if they might have like missed a concussion, maybe this is not what you're asking, but if you're asking if, they, if he might have had a concussion in the Bills game and they somehow missed it, I would find that very unlikely because, Troy, they were looking for a concussion because Tua was yes. being – he was in the protocol. Like as soon as he got up and was wobbly and they took him to the sideline and they, you know, took him into the locker room for tests before he came back out in the second half, they were specifically looking for a concussion. Maybe they weren't specifically looking for the back issue that he had at that point, but they were looking for a concussion. They determined there was no concussion there. After the first hit in the Buffalo game and he got up and he was wobbly, I was like, uh-oh. But then I watched him walk to the locker room and he looked perfectly fine. So I'm sitting here saying, okay, he suffered one of those little dings which you have or which you which occur throughout a football game. You sit there, you know, you get knocked a little bit, you kind of shake it off, and you get back out there. And I sit there, and there's a, a, a pattern or a history of guys who suffer a concussion in a game. And a week later, two weeks later, they still are suffering effects. Like they have headaches. They can't practice. Tua had none of that. So I don't know what it is. Like I'm not a doctor. Uh, you know, I stayed at a holiday inn last night, but I'm not a doctor, right? <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. So I sat there and said, there's no way that he's coming back into this game unless he passes a battery of tests, tests as simple as where are you? What day is it? Who are you playing? I play with guys who cannot answer those simple questions. And mm -hmm. evidently, he was able to answer those questions. So then we go to the Cincinnati game, and I find out afterwards, because I'm having conversations with friends, and I go, Two was probably still in Cincinnati. There's no way when you suffer a concussion, do they allow you to fly back? I played with guys right. who suffer concussions in games on the road, and they could not fly back with us because they wouldn't allow them because of the air pressure inside the cabin, which just like really rocked their head, like major headache, major pain. And so guys had to stay an extra day in the city that we play. So when I found out that he got on the plane, I go, what is going on with Tua? Like, I don't, he's recovering. Like, yes, he's getting dinged. He is suffering concussions, but for some reason, his body just kind of responds to it and kind of hmm. keeps going. So I, this is a very tricky situation, very tricky. No, it is. And, you know, we're it's been confirmed, which is not surprising at all. The Tua is not going to play this weekend against the Jets, because, like, even if he could clear the test, it's like, well, we, we got we to no sit for a while, about, right? Like, can, can you imagine the way the way people would respond if they trot him, trot him right back out there against the Jets? So for at least right. one week, we're not going to see Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Um, I was just... Uh, it, it warmed my heart as, again, like after he got hurt the way that he did, just seeing the frightening scene. I don't know why they have to show the replays 10,000 times on TV, by the way. It's like if I've seen it 5,000 times, that's enough. 
you know, what they call the fencing response when his his fingers looked like distorted. Uh, yes. It was it was like they kept showing it on TV. It was really, really rough. I was so worried about him. Uh, thankfully, during the broadcast, we kept getting like the heartwarming news that he was responsive and then he was discharged from the hospital only a couple of hours after the incident. And then you had some of the annoying Twitter doctors who were like, why did they discharge him from the hospital? It's like, oh, are you telling me not only do you know more than an independent neurologist, but now you also know more than the uh, than the nurses and doctors at a level one trauma facility. So there's, there's a right. whole lot of experts out there, Troy. But yeah, he was he was released, which was heartwarming news. And you know, he had a conversation even with Mike McDaniel on the flight, and, and he seemed pretty good, which is such a blessing. But the most important thing right now, for however long Tua is out, whether it's one week or four weeks or whatever it is, um, he gets healthy. Like that, that has to be, especially when you're talking about head injuries, getting healthy for him and making sure the next time he trots out on the field, he's not at risk for any sort of permanent injury or permanent damage. That is priority number one. That's more important than football right now. Correct. So what's your prognosis? I know you're not a doctor, or what's your thought of how long before we see Tua back on the football field? I'm going to give you a coach, coachy answer. I'm going to say two to four weeks. I'm going to say is uh, okay. I because I th- I think if it was like if it was incredibly severe, like you said, he wouldn't have been on that flight back home with the team, and he wouldn't have been discharged from the hospital so quickly. Like I listen, I'm not stupid. I know every concussion is serious, right? That's obvious. But if it was like a really, really serious grade, uh, you know, he he wouldn't have been uh, discharged Correct. and on his way back with the team as quickly as he was. So I, I think it's going to be probably a two to four week situation here. Do you, do you feel differently, Troy? No, I'm actually in agreement with you. I'm sitting there saying no way he's playing next week. And we already know that. I said the week after that. No. Uh, week three, maybe. So it's, I'm I'm from two to four weeks as well. Yeah. So you know now the train never stops. So it goes on to Teddy Bridgewater, and what can the Miami Dolphins do to get back on track? By the way, I like to go on record and say, get rid of the Thursday games. Now I'm not sitting here saying that happened. It's just not enough time. We talked about the Thursday game and the short amount of time for preparation the short amount of time for recovery of your body. This all comes down to dollars, right? Oh, yeah. It's millions of dollars that go into putting on a Thursday game. This should be one Thursday game, and that should be the first Thursday of the year. But beyond that... Well, what about Thanksgiving? They've been doing that forever. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. they have. I guess you just caught me on that one. Well, why why don't they do the Thanksgiving? I never thought of that. How about you do the Thanksgiving only? The teams that do it only come out of a bye. You could do that. Great, great thinking. You can actually do that. You give them a bye before Thanksgiving. You give them a little bit more time. That would work, but I am not a fan of these Thursday night games. You know, I, I thought the Miami Dolphins were a little lackluster. We talked last week about, I thought from my perspective that the Miami Dolphins, they were going to just press the tempo and get after Cincinnati. I sit there, if I'm correct, the Miami Dolphins had one sack. We're talking Mm -hmm. about against a team who has had problems protecting their quarterback. Their quarterback has been sacked more than anyone else. And the Miami Dolphins only mustered up one sack in the game I just think they were a step slow. I really do. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, coming into that game, Cincinnati was averaging giving up five sacks per game. Now it did. The, the, their O line was starting because so many new starters. I think four out of five new starters, and I, I think they they had been starting to trend better. Like it was it wasn't as if they had had like horrific performances every single game. But yeah, the Dolphins should have done better sacking Joe Burrow. But still. Coming out of that game, and I know I did say early on that obviously after Tua got hurt, I was just kind of more concerned with that and just the weird feeling than I was with the actual football being played. But, of course, I watched the game. I paid attention to the game. And I didn't come away, like, that impressed with Cincinnati. Um, Troy, I mean, listen, Super Bowl appearance last season, which was a little bit fluky, I think we can all agree. But it's like, you know, I, I came away from this one feeling that, 
uh, you know, still the score didn't look as close as I think the game really was losing the game by 12 points. It, it basically came down to the Dolphins final possession before that Bridgewater interception. But I, I came away from it feeling that really just a couple of lost plays in that game. And if Tua hadn't gotten hurt, the Dolphins probably win that game in Cincinnati. Like I didn't come away feeling like necessarily the better team won. I just thought, you know, the, the team that stayed healthier at the most important positions yes. won. You leave, you lose Howard as well in the game. That yes. changes things, right? Uh, Jones is coming back, hopefully, probably this week. So if Howard can't go this week, maybe he'll fill in for him. But, you know, I, I looked at that game as well, and I sit there and say, I don't think the Cincinnati's, Cincinnati Bengals are more dominant than the Miami Dolphins. I just thought the Miami Dolphins – shot themselves in the foot, and then you had the injury to Tua. And so now you got to make this adjustment. I think the biggest adjustment, and I know they've been practicing it all along, but the biggest adjustment is we're going from a lefty quarterback to a righty quarterback. And I always wondered, I really always wondered, how do you set up your team like that where you have a lefty, and a righty or a righty and a lefty. Like if my starter's a lefty, I'm gonna try and find another lefty to back him up so you don't have to change things. So it'll be very, very interesting to see how the offense changes next week when the Miami Dolphins all of a sudden have a righty throwing quarterback as opposed to a lefty. And I want to talk more about that situation heading into this weekend against the stinking Jets. Oh, I, I love beating the Jets. I want to get that Jets done. Jets are but... playing all right. <laughs> yeah, they're playing all right. I want to remind people, though, we are proudly brought to you by Prize Picks. Oh, my goodness. We are having so much fun winning money. It really enhances the experience watching games when you're signed on to Prize Picks. PrizePicks.com or the Prize Picks mobile app. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. By the way, make sure when you sign up, and if you haven't signed up already, I hope you're getting the FOMO because you're, you've been missing out on a lot of fun. We're already you know, four weeks into the NFL season. When you sign up, use our code 5, F-I-V-E, because they're going to ask you, do you have a code? And you do, F-I-V-E. They're going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. You deposit 100 bucks, they're going to throw 100 free dollars in your account. Play with that money. You're going to get some mileage out of that. So a prize pick... You simply select two, three, four, or five players. You do multiples. It's like parlays. You predict if they're going to go over or under their stat projections, and you win real money when you get these right. Uh, oftentimes, I don't have the balls to do a five-teamer. If, if I if I want a five-teamer, I, I would be making it rain at all the clubs in town. I, I do you know, you <laughs> two or, or three-person plays, right? But the five-teamers, if you hit one of those, you are living good the rest of the week, man. So a couple, Troy, for, for Monday Night Football tonight, you've got uh, Matthew Stafford. His over-under for passing yards is 250 and a half. And my guy Jimmy Garoppolo, who's running out of the back of the end zone last week, his over-under is 215 and a half passing yards. So 250 and a half for Stafford, 215 and a half for Garoppolo. What are you thinking there? Because I'm already going to tell you Jimmy G under. He looks like a bum so far this year. I have to slide in a disclaimer here. Whatever I say, you should go opposite. Because I – and this is not just this year. Donald, it is laughable how what I pick, the opposite happens all the time. Oh, no. Are you becoming and a mush? I'm a mush. If that's what the definition represents, that's who I am. Because so many times I sit there, like I had one last night, and you know I had Bassett pitcher for the best. I wanted him to go over because strong, solid pitcher under. I lost on Sunday because 
Ezekiel Elliott had to get 55 yards. He finished with 51 yards, and I had oh. one of those 14 bets out there. Oh, so no. I lost that. So there's always one that goes the wrong way with me. But those two that you just put out there, I think both quarterbacks go over. Garoppolo, I think Ooh. Garoppolo is a very serviceable quarterback. And as long as they can protect him, I think that he will throw because I believe that the Rams will put some points on the board tonight. And so he's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more than he may want or more than they want him to throw the football. So I am going to go over on both of those. I love it. And so, all right, so I think we have our new system. Since Troy just told you to go over on both of those, expect like a 7-3 to three final score. Go I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a joke, a running joke with me. It's like, all right, who are you picking? Oh, I'm taking the Cowboy. Okay, that means I'm taking Philly. You know, it's like whatever. So, so, so that's the new system. Whatever Troy picks, take the opposite, and you're winning real money at prizepicks.com or the prizepicks mobile app. And again, folks, it's that easy. You sign up, prizepicks.com, or download the mobile app. Sign up there the same way. Use our code FIVE, and they're going to double your first deposit up to $100. You deposit $100, they're giving you $100 free dollars there. Prizepicks truly is daily fantasy simplified. Oh man! So we have uh, we have Teddy Bridgewater, yes, starting this weekend. Um, yes. I'm glad that people were writing this in the uh, in the chat, so I, I don't forget because I was very excited when I saw this. So the Dolphins are, as of 20 minutes ago, as of 3 p.m. today, they are signing former preseason MVP Reed Sinnott to the practice squad, who just lit it up in the pre he, when he was a Dolphin up until last year. Uh, he lit it up in the preseason, got poached off the Dolphins practice squad last year. Uh, so the Dolphins now have in their quarterbacking rotation, they've got this year's preseason MVP, my guy Skylar Thompson. Last year's preseason MVP, my other guy Reed Sinnott. Uh, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm kind of hoping Bridgewater just goes out there and throws a couple picks so I can get Skyler on and maybe get some Reed Sinnott and mop-up duty. Like, I'm, I'm loving this, Troy. Two of my favorite preseason All-Stars from the last couple of years are both quarterbacking my Miami Dolphins. I'm just hoping that Teddy Bridgewater remembers the old Teddy Bridgewater because a lot of us forget but Teddy Bridgewater – lit things on fire when he first got to, into the league. Unfortunately, right. he suffered a nasty injury, and he hasn't been the same since then. So I'm hoping that Teddy Bridgewater, I love now the fact that the Miami Dolphins played on a Thursday, so he has a little bit more time to get prepared. There is something about being a backup quarterback and you're thrust into a game because of an injury, you know, things come at you fast. But now you get an opportunity to take a step back, get your mind right, prepare a little differently for the next upcoming game. The game plan is kind of geared around you. So you think that the Miami Dolphins and Teddy Bridgewater in particular will be able to make the adjustments, and he will be able to play well. I know we fall in love with, you know, the backup quarterback, the young quarterback in training camp that does well. He's not playing against the best competition. Now, I stand corrected because on last week's show, I said Cooper Rush, they would probably figure him out. And Cooper Rush is one of those anomalies that's sitting there saying, whoop, whoop, like, Okay, Troy, you think so? I, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to win three games in a row. But that goes back to the Miami Dolphins or the Dallas Cowboys, that is, because when Dak went down, everyone was clamoring for them to go sign someone. Right. And they were sitting there saying, no, we're all right. So you have to trust in the team that because they see these guys all the time. They see them in practice. They see them in meetings. They see how they carry themselves. And when a team makes a decision, and no, teams are not always right, you got to roll with the team. In this case, yes, Miami Dolphins, they need a little bit of depth there. 
but I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater and think that Teddy Bridgewater is going to get the job done. You got to remember about Teddy Bridgewater, right? Teddy Bridgewater, I can remember doing some of his high school games. I did Teddy Bridgewater high school games, and I did Lamar Jackson's high school games as well. I did both of them. And I can remember going to do those games, and you had the little meeting with the coach, and there were no two. It was one of them. The other third, the, the third athlete that had superlatives thrown around their name was Fred Taylor's son. Like they were just oh, like yeah. going bonkers over him as well. But Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson, their coaches sat there and just sang their praises like crazy. And Teddy Bridgewater is in this situation, right? He's had a rocky little career here at the end now. But he grew up, I don't know, you could probably throw he could probably throw a football from the stadium to where he grew up playing high school football. That man right there is so excited and will be so focused. I don't know if it's gonna work out for him, but he is gonna be so ready to accept this challenge of stepping in for Tua. And you knew, I don't know if this played a role, but I'm guessing that it did. Coming home, once you had the opportunity to leave or you were looking for a team, coming home to play for the Miami Dolphins and playing in your backyard, I mean, if that guy is not ready to play, something's definitely wrong with him. In the end of his career, this will be the last stop if he does not perform well. And he knows that. So it'd be interesting to see how he performs. No question. And, um, you know, Troy, correct me if I'm wrong, but I was seeing some positive signs with the running game for the Dolphins against yes. Cincinnati like that. And yes. and it, it wasn't the guy that I expected because I really thought if someone was going to start emerging as RB1 and it could change from week to week. Right. But uh, I thought it was going to be Chase Edmonds, who's, who's right. a little bit more consistent as the receiver out of the backfield. But Raheem Mostert was the guy decisively hitting those holes and making the bigger plays happen in the running game, right? And again, it's not like the Dolphins had, you know, 150 team yards, like nothing to write home about, but 22 carries as a team, 85 yards. Raheem Mostert had 15 for 69, 4.6 yards per carry. He was running hard, Troy, and that's another thing. This offense is needed. Like, you know, we, we've been doing this show, the extra yard, you and me, for about a month. And every week we've talked about where's the running game? When's the running right. game going to show up? We're, we're not quite there yet, but it's starting to show up now. And it's looking like Raheem Mostert, who obviously knows Mike McDaniel very well from his time in San Francisco. He's the guy who's now emerging as, uh, as at least for right now, he's looking like RB1, truly. I think this could be a week-to-week thing or yeah. – one guy gets to run for a couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden he's not the perfect fit for the opponent that they're playing against. So if you recall, a week or two weeks ago, I sat here and said the last thing that I envisioned coming around and playing a major role is the running game for the Miami Dolphins. That's just how it goes. Like, you go through training camp, unless you're a running team, right? And you got that top running back. You're going to run the football. So the Miami Dolphins, that has not been the case. So no matter which running back it is, I anticipate that the Miami Dolphins will focus on that a little bit more. They're not going to put it all on Teddy Bridgewater. But you got to remember, the Miami Dolphins still firepower at the wide receiver position. So as long as Teddy has a good feel and he's getting the ball out there, that running game will still be second fiddle. But it would be nice in this situation here to take some of that pressure off of Teddy Bridgewater and run that football and make it easy third down and two, third down and three, second down and five. You don't want to find yourself. That will be an alarming sign from the start of this football game. If the Miami Dolphins are finding themselves in third down and 10, third down and nine, they cannot sit there and play competitively with, and we're going to call him a backup, Teddy Bridgewater, 
playing a third down and eight, third down and nine, because the advantage goes to the defense and what they could do to you, how they could blitz you, how they could disguise certain things. So Teddy Bridgewater, he has to have that same mindset that Tua had that, hey, all I got to do is get this ball to my my playmakers and they'll do the rest of it. So it's not on me. I'm not the focus here. Let me just get the ball where it's supposed to go and we'll be all right. And Teddy did some of that. I mean, Tyreek Hill, who just had a monster day last week, his his longest catch of 64 yards, which was a brilliant catch, came from Teddy Bridgewater, an Correct. awesome contested juggling catch. And Troy, like that prompted me when, when Teddy made that catch, or sorry, when, when Tyreek made that catch from Bridgewater, I even tweeted out, I, I can't remember how many draft picks the Dolphins gave to Kansas City. I know it's a lot, but I can't remember exactly how many. We should give them more. Like, he's, he's that good. <laughs> like, I, I feel like we owe Kansas City more draft. Tyreek Hill is so good. And it's like, listen, no, no matter who's quarterbacking, right, whether, whether it's Teddy or Skyler or Reed Sinnott or, or, like, you know, they throw Bob Greasy back out there. Like, it doesn't matter who's throwing the football uh, – Tyreek is going to find a way to big, to make big catches out there. Like he is just a big yeah. time player. You always have a chance when you've got Tyreek Hill lining up. You always have a chance because he can make something out of nothing. I, I don't know how many other receivers in the NFL even catch that ball that he turned into a sixty-four yard catch. He is the ultimate equalizer. Tyreek Hill is one of those players that you put special next to his name. It's, it's that simple. He affects everything that defense does. He affects everything that his counterpart wide receiver, you know, wide on the other side, the tight ends do. He opens up. He creates so much space. And so going back to Teddy Bridgewater, when it comes with Tyreek Hill, you know, the best thing he could do is early on in this game, hit him for one and and let's see Tyreek just run. And it'll open up everything and make things easier for him. But, yeah, Tyreek Hill is just the, – the moment I laid my eyes on him, I said, whoa, this this guy is very special. And I'm just glad that he's on the Miami Dolphins right now, not somewhere else, right? No doubt about that. Let's read some of the comments from the awesome people here in our live chat. And remember, the live chat is open. It's free. If you do want to leave us something in the tip jar, the super chat is an option as well. But it's it's not mandatory by any means. The show is free. Uh, Alex M. says, bust out the wildcat. I mean, well, listen, nothing wrong with getting creative, Troy. And we know McDaniel's a creative guy. And when you're playing with a backup quarterback for the foreseeable future, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the Dolphins get a little creative. Well, whether it's the Wildcat or just some other flea flickers and all that, wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me. And going over the last couple of weeks in the NFL, you see teams being very, very creative yes. with some unconventional play calling, especially around the goal line, that has been working. So you know that – Coach McDaniel, he's sitting there saying, hey, we might got we, we got to throw a little wrinkle in there. And so do not be surprised if you see that from the Miami Dolphins. They want to go Wildcat, go ahead. You can run Wildcat a couple of plays. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. You know, uh, Cap for Life, um, it seems like it seems like he's genuinely concerned. I'm the for, mush, bro. <laughs> you, yeah, you're 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 a mush too. We have we have I'm a two mush bushes. Now. All <laughs> we right. have two mushes. Uh, but but another one from from Cap for Life, like he seems genuinely concerned uh, with with Tua's long term health. Uh, he says, uh, "When is enough enough, guys? One more hit to this man, and that could be it for him." Uh, he corrected. He meant to say, "Is the risk worth the reward?" Um, okay, cu- couple things here, Troy, and you know this better than most, um, and we know a lot more about it than we did decades ago. We and I, I every time I watch a game, I appreciate this, knowing that. Every NFL player, every college football player, every high school football player, they're all putting their bodies and their long-term health on the line. It is an inherently violent, dangerous game. And we know a lot more about the long-term risks now than we did decades ago. And hell, we might only be scratching the surface with what we know now. Uh, But when you're asking about, you know, Tua, when is enough is enough, 
Um, obviously, that is that is for him to decide. That is for doctors to decide. That is for his family to decide. And listen, I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to be in this situation. Hopefully, we keep getting good news when it comes to his follow-up checkups and everything. Uh, we certainly have heard stories about you know, players retiring young, deciding enough is enough, right? Whether it be NFL players, boxers, MMA fighters, anybody who partakes in a contact sport or a collision sport, uh, that is obviously his decision to make, not ours. But, you know, certainly, Troy, uh, I guess my hope and prayer would be that when Tua is able to return into the lineup and become the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins again, he is doing so with a full understanding of the risks and that the doctors who clear him to do it, and it's certainly not going to be the same doctor who cleared him to re-enter that Buffalo game because the Players right. Association fired that one. So the next doctor that clears him to play, you know, gives him a clean bill of health and says, you know what? Yeah, you you definitely suffered a concussion against Cincinnati. Supposedly he didn't suffer one against Buffalo, but they're not going to let him back on that field unless the risk is minimal. But yes. Tua, no matter what quarterback it is, Tua, who's, you know, in his mid-20s, early mid-20s, or Tom Brady, who's in his mid-40s, like, hopefully these guys all uh, are armed with the understanding of the risk. You play a violent sport like that, uh, any hit could be your last. I hope these guys all understand that, Tua included. And you know that as a player. If you I, – I, I'm around so many former teammates, and – a lot of them are not doing well. A lot yeah. of them are getting paid a lot of money from this whole NFL concussion lawsuit that's going on because things were truly in the dark back in my day and before me. So, you know, but if you go and you ask every single one of them, would you do it again? You may have 98%, 95% that are sit there and say, I'm in, put me in coach. Like, you know, I'm going to do this again. This is what I love to do. So this situation here with two is a little different. I believe that they will err on the side of caution when it comes to Tua. Even if he's ready, they might say, okay, one more week here or there. Yeah. So this is going to be, Tua is actually, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's one of like when you're doing an experiment or like a lab you're doing rat? a case study. I'm sorry, like a lab rat. Oh, okay, <laughs> a lab rat. But his situation is going to change rules yes. here in the National Football League. Guinea pig Absolutely. is probably what you were thinking. Guinea pig. It was <sighs> another word. Someone to come up with it, but huh. it's another word. I'm not that there. smart, so someone else will come I'm, up with I'm it. I'm not either. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> oh man, um, you know, this is a this is a fair point on Teddy. And you know, it's funny. I actually I thought about this as soon as Teddy got into the game. Looks so like I didn't even like have to wait until. That's how smart I am. I didn't even have to wait until after the game. Uh, you know, Teron Armstead, who's you know the Dolphins' best offensive lineman, now is is protecting the blind side, the left tackle. Now you've got a right-handed quarterback in there. But isn't there also, Troy, because I can remember um, Julian Edelman talking about this a season or two ago, and he was using this as a reason to kind of trash Tua because you know, he's he's the only left-handed quarterback in the NFL. And Julian Edelman, of course, uh, you know, receiver, was talking about like how, how different it is catching passes from left-handers, that the spin on the ball is different and it's an adjustment. So – uh, is that like how much of an adjustment is that? Like, is a running back catching passes, a receiver, you know, catching from a right hander versus a left hander? I'm sure there's a difference out there. To be honest with you, I never caught a pass from a left hander. Oh, uh, that's probably a fair point. Never yeah, there's heard. not too many out there. Yeah, very few of them. So I've always had a right handed throwing quarterback. I mentioned last week that when I had to catch a punt from a left footer, punter it was completely different and you had to get used to that so you know they would set the jug machine up to spin a different way so that you could see that the ball is actually going to rotate the opposite direction the Miami Dolphins because they've been practicing like this left-handed quarterback right-handed quarterback they have some familiarity with that but overall 
I think it changes more of the play calling than necessarily mm. the difficulty to catch the pass. It's the play calling. Yes, there is going to be pressure on the tackles now, the offensive linemen now. Again, last week we mentioned how the Miami Dolphins were suffering all of these injuries up front, and they had to play shuffle the deck, and they had to move guys from the right to the left and vice versa, from, you know, the right to the left to the right. And those guys were able to pick that up. Everything changes now. Like the plays you saw with Tua, they are going to change over to the opposite side of the football field. I think this is a challenge to defenses that have studied the Miami Dolphins the first three, four games of the season as well. All of a sudden, they have to switch things around. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I love it. Well, I got to run and take my uh, my very hyperactive kid somewhere. <laughs> so I I, <laughs> I I could actually hear him like he's – He's uh, he's out he's outside the room with grandma because my wife is working and I, I can I can hear him driving her crazy. So it's like, OK, that's my cue to step in. I got to take here's what I'm going to do, Troy. I'm going to take my four year old to the park and just let him run around till he collapses. That, that's Absolutely. my game plan. That is Absolutely. my game plan. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to let him that. run around until he just falls flat on his face. <laughs> oh, man. So I want to send a huge shout out to everybody, everybody who's been watching this, sending us messages in the live chat. Make sure to hit the like button. Hit the like button and subscribe. And also remember, we have the audio version as well. It gets posted into the three yards per carry podcast feed. So make sure probably anybody watching this and listening to this is probably already subscribed to three yards per carry. But if you're not, get on it, man. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it. Google, wherever you get your pods. Uh, you can hear Alf, Simon, and Chris uh, two times a week, me and Troy once a week. So, Troy, huge shout out and thank you, sir. As always, bringing the goods. Absolutely, man. Go take care of your son. Wear him out. Just let him run. <laughs> He's Simple just going to end up that. wearing me out. Like, I, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him to the park. And I'm just like, it's not as hot today, thank goodness. But I'm still, I'm so washed. I'm just going to get, like, hot at the park. And he'll be running circles around me. He'll be fine. I'm going to be the one who uh, who ends up, like, needing an IV after this uh, situation is over. Donald, I remember when my son was that age, four years old, five years old. And he always knew what time bedtime was. And uh -huh. this is once daylight saving changes, right? So it gets dark early, earlier. And so no lie on this. I said, I am done. I used yeah. to go around the house, change all of the clocks, make them <laughs> an hour early <laughs> and say, look at the clock. It's bedtime. And I had an extra hour without <laughs> just put that in your back pocket <laughs> so you did your own daylight savings that's fantastic Absolutely. <laughs> especially once you know it changes and it gets yeah. dark earlier oh you man. start teaching him to look at the clock and see yeah. what time bedtime is oh. and then when it gets dark around four o'clock you could go hey look at the clock <laughs> these are the tricks of the trade i'm, I'm so thankful troy thank you so much man we'll do it again Absolutely. next week I'm going to go Absolutely, change my man. clocks. You <laughs> Huge thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you again next week on another episode of The Extra Yard on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. See ya. Later. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.